With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, it's Angela. Welcome to our latest edition of Off the Record. I am super excited to have my good friend, Glenn Kasperzik, um, from Global Medical Response with us today. How are you, Glenn? I am doing well, and it's always good to spend time talking with you, for sure. <laughs> so, Glenn, we noticed a name change, right? So AMR is now GMR. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and, and, and the organizational uh, evolution? Yeah, so uh, American Medical Response and AMGH, Area Medical Group Holdings, came together uh, over a year ago to, to form one company, and that company is now Global Medical Response. And AMR is the ground ambulance side of it. And we have an air component and we have uh, access to care side. And, you know, we really uh, have to diversify in healthcare and what we do, especially as it relates to transportation services. So uh, it's been uh, exciting over the last year to see these two great companies come together to form Global Medical Response. Uh, proud of all the efforts. And I think you know, driving around what, what we're learning with today's situation in COVID-19 will we'll make our organization stronger and better. Uh, and, and that's the strength of, of healthcare today. I think a lot of organizations are going to have to pivot uh, and adapt. And, and certainly uh, we have a strong leadership team, not only at the, the national level, but here in Arizona. So more to come from uh, GMR, but uh, th things are going well and uh, everyone is uh, working hard to be uh, the best we can be. Well, and uh, so congratulations, but also talk about that a little deeper about how uh, GMR is being impacted by this this pandemic, this healthcare crisis that is COVID-19. Yeah, certainly, you know, the strength of our organization uh, has been active, you know, not only here in Arizona, but around the country, you know, working with, with our partners at the federal government, our, our national medical director, Dr. Ed Rock. And having a team of experts, you know, talking on a regular basis, interfacing with other, you know, healthcare colleagues uh, has really been able to, to position us to adapt during this situation. Because as you know, you know, new information comes out daily uh, and you have to be able to adjust. And, and fortunately, we have a, a great team that that's interfacing at all levels to make sure that we're communicating well with our frontline providers, we're taking care of all our healthcare partners, we're getting patients uh, to the hospital, to the right point of entry. We've seen some, some lifting of regulations as it, as it re relates to utilizing some telemedicine products and alternate destinations, which are really exciting for looking because those are the, the things that we knew were coming down the pipeline and how that was going to affect pre-hospital healthcare and transportation. But I think this is now given a little bit more of an accelerated process to evaluate how they're working. Because what matters most, Angela, as you know, is, is patient outcomes and getting people into the right points of entry and managing healthcare costs. So that strength of the organization beyond coming together during this crisis has really made us uh, a strong team. 
Do you see that telemedicine plays a very proactive part of everyday people's lives in, in managing their own health care in the future? I think you're going to see a very positive uh, approach to that. And I think that it does have benefits for individuals to access healthcare at a more affordable entry point, the right entry point to get the care that they need and interfacing. I think what's been interesting is how does that adapt across, you know, kind of all, all age groups, right? So mm -hmm. if I'm younger, I'm very adapt to technology, but uh, the older population may not be, uh, you know, in tune to using an iPad, but where does other technologies such as voice recognition or, you know, Alexa per se come in to help, you know, enhance telemedicine? Uh, I think it's going to going to play a part in, in what we do and how we deliver care, certainly going forward. But I think it's exciting to see that uh, people embrace it, not not so much because we've been forced to having to embrace it because of the, the COVID-19 pandemic. But I think ultimately, there's been a lot of discussion in that space. And certainly, um, you know, it's about the outcome and getting people connected. And I think you'll see positive impact on that, you know, well into the future and, and clearly a change in how people use and, and access healthcare. Yeah. So, so, I mean, your team is made up of first responders and healthcare professionals. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've seen in the news is that, uh, you know, there can be an issue of, uh, of, of shortages of medical supplies and, and the, the masks that are needed. How are you, how are you, how are you and your team really, you know, taking the right steps to make sure that I think everyone's protected, uh, when you're out in the field? Yeah, a great question. And, you know, again, our, our national procurement team has done a meticulous job of, of ensuring that we're getting personal protective equipment. And, you know, the key here is like any other, you know, health situation in the past or communicable disease that somebody's had is our providers, you know, always wear gloves and protective equipment on every patient to reduce those types of transmission of diseases. And that's common in healthcare. Um, you know, but more beyond that, we've also looked at how do we better call intake and the screening process to identify patients potentially, how we respond to those calls. Uh, but, but most importantly is utilizing the PPE, making sure that they have the eye protection, the N95 masks, gowns to keep our providers from getting sick. And that they also follow, you know, proper decontamination procedures after the call to make sure that the ambulance is clean the cot, the equipment, you know, one of the pieces of equipment that, that we've implemented is use of a fogger for decontamination. It's basically a mobile device that has a, a full strength disinfectant in it, and it helps, uh, you know, clean the ambulance. It doesn't take that long. It's very safe through the process. Uh, and those are some of the things that going forward, because of COVID-19, new technologies emerge and we start to do things differently. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, for, for most everybody is we just want to make sure our employees are protected. And then even beyond that, you know, making sure everyone at home is protected and doing simple right. things like just wa washing your hands, right, or sneezing into your elbow to help protect you. So there's other ways not only our providers are protected, but, but everyone in general ha has to embrace during this time.
So we need to be protected, and it sounds like you and your team are taking all of the right protections uh, to make sure that or, – or, or procedures that, uh, to make sure that everyone's protected. But also I think – you know, one of the things that's so interesting to me from a social distancing standpoint is uh, the importance of really staying connected. So how are you all staying connected? You have a really large team that, it, and again, made up of frontline workers and healthcare pro- professionals. Uh, but how is everyone staying connected uh, during a time of social distancing? So communication is, is absolutely key. Uh, making sure that the information is being disseminated, you know, utilizing different platforms, whether that's, you know, display screens in our stations, enhancing, you know, just notices around the station. We're using uh, QR codes uh, where, where our providers can access uh, the single source of single source of truth from our global medical response website. Uh, we have to adapt, uh, you know, and it seems like you know, people always say you, you can't communicate enough. Uh, these are, this is a situation where you just can't communicate enough. And again, learning what platforms are working, utilizing the information we're getting back and how people are utilizing it. We have a nurse navigation line where our providers can access and, and speak to a nurse navigator if they've been exposed or they're having symptoms. So, so every company has had to rapidly adapt to this changing environment. Yeah. So you're adapting and you're being innovative um, and uh, you're doing all these things so that when we need your services, we feel safe and protected. But what do, but what can the general public do to really be supportive of healthcare workers and frontline workers like the members of the GMR team, right? So, well, I mean, we're the clients, right? You all are really these frontline service providers. You're really putting uh, your, your lives, uh, you know, at risk to make sure that we're all protected. What can we as a community do to really um, be more supportive of the healthcare workers and first responders, in particular during a time like this COVID-19 pandemic? I think people have to support and and do the things that that we're hearing, the social distancing, the the hand washing. The goal here is to, to flatten that curve stay at home, stay at home for the healthcare providers. We have to be out there, do those things, washing your hands, you know, the basic things that we can make ourselves more healthy to protect our healthcare workers who are doing an amazing job and not just the first responders, uh, the hospital staff, the nurse, the doctors, all of those people working hard. Uh, I also think too, when people are out, um, and they're on, you know, on the road with their family walking or the kids are bicycling around is, you know, make sure that that you're staying off your phone, you're, you're paying attention to the traffic, you know, just just be on guard for your with your kids so that their toys don't go in the street. So we don't have to respond to a situation inadvertently, you know, where somebody, you know, has a traumatic event because of that. I our first responders, we're all in this together, right, as the community, whether you're out on the front line or we're at home trying to, to stay safe. The key here is that we want to be there when you need us, but but we'd rather have you stay well. And I think right. that's the important thing here. Well, and uh, it, it's a, so basically you're saying be responsible and do your part. 
uh, is what I'm hearing you say. And one of the things that I've been reading in the news is that traumatic injuries from car accidents, uh, you know, and, and, and other types of incidents along those lines have, have plummeted because there are, there's so much less traffic, right? People are, are just not out and about in the way that they have been before this. Yeah, no, you you definitely are seeing, uh, you know, the, the traumatic situations that that volume decline there, uh, and and that is a result of less people being out on the road, right, and and and, and just engaging in community activities. Once once we get back to business, those things will happen, but hopefully, as a result of this, as it relates to the pedestrian side, is is people will pay attention, you know, when they're walking. I how many times you have you you've been in your car right and you see somebody on the sidewalk just you know walking you know head down looking at their phone and not paying sure. attention and i think those are the things those social behaviors we have to modify as a society and realize that we can't get so engrossed in technology that we have to be aware of our environment we want to be safe and we want to continue those practices you know going forward that as soon as life starts to have a return to normalcy that we think back and go, remember back in April when, you know, we were doing these things that we paused to continue to do those things to make ourselves yeah. healthier and to be safer in the community. Just be more aware. And uh, my wife, uh, Sherry, says all the time, she just says, be present, right? Be very aware of your surroundings, which is, I think, mm -hmm. great advice for us all. And so speaking of my wife and your, that leads me to you and your beautiful family, what are you all doing to take care of yourselves during this? You know, I mean, it's, again, uh, I mean, you, uh, I would say, have a pretty high stress job. You uh, you are first responder, responders and healthcare providers. You really are. Um, our frontline workers, uh, everything that GMR is doing really literally is saving lives around the country and in this great state. Uh, so how are, are you getting any time to relax and just spend some good family time? Well, we, we are trying to do that for sure, right? And uh, certainly, uh, you know, things have gotten busier for, for our profession, my profession and our teams and making sure I'm communicating with them and our leadership team and, and making sure those that need assistance. But, you know, at home, it's, it's definitely been uh, a, a different environment. Uh, we've now become teachers and, you know, trying to juggle mm -hmm. schedules to make sure that, you know, we can continue working with our children while they're out of school on reading and math. So, so they stay, you know, up to par. So when this gets going again, they, they won't be too far behind. And, you know, my wife's a CPA, so people are still doing taxes and she's busy. So for us, it's it's been a little bit different. Uh, but I think ultimately, you know, my message here right to everybody is you got to check in with yourself, right? Are, are you yeah. getting good sleep? Are you eating healthy? Are you staying hydrated? You know, are you getting along well with people at home? I know that, you know, we're all kind of cooped <laughs> up at times, right? exercise and do things that fill that emotional fuel tank. Right. So yeah. um, if you if you answer yes to those things and you're doing those things, I think your health and wellness uh, will stay consistent. And I think if, if you feel like you have gaps, you know, you can't let work consume you. You can't let home life, you know, consume you. You have to be able to manage that. Uh, it's everyone's adapting. Uh, I think uh, everyone's been been doing well, and 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 like you and your wife and my family, you know, we're we're fortunate, uh, but we're also learning through this. So yeah. I, I think people got to reflect inwardly in this time and make those adjustments to stay healthy.
Well, and that's, uh, I think, one of the gifts that comes in this in this difficult and somewhat tragic time is that we really get that opportunity to be reflective and uh, I think to to ask ourselves what our number one priorities are. And for us, it's it's certainly our health and our family and and good friendships. And so I want to thank you, number one, for your friendship. It's It's been such a joy uh, to just get to know you and your team better in this last year and a half, uh, two years. And we're looking forward to our continued partnership. And then thank you and the entire global uh, medical response team for just all you're doing to keep us safe and healthy. Well, thank you, and, and and the feeling is 100% mutual, and and we look forward to getting back together and uh, you know sitting uh, at the coffee table and having a coffee and chatting about the great things that one community is doing and how we interface together. And you know, during this time, I think a lot of people are are think tanking. Uh, I know you are, uh, and Certainly. the group is, and and we're going to come out of this a, a lot stronger. And just want people to to stay healthy and look towards better days ahead. Thank you so much, Glenn. Angela, thank you for having me. You got it. Thank you so much, Glenn. You got it. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.